Hey mama, are you terrified of labor? Are you wanting to get healthy for you and for your baby or your family? Maybe you're struggling to feel sexy postpartum. If that's you, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Fit Mama podcast, where I'm spilling all of the pregnancy and postpartum secrets you need to know. I'm Sarah, your fitness bestie. I'm a certified prenatal and postnatal fitness specialist, certified Pilates instructor, and certified yoga teacher. I'm also a certified hot mess mama of a two-year-old boy, and I'm currently pregnant with identical twin girls. So reheat your coffee, settle in, and let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the Fit Mama podcast. I am so excited to have Jetta with me today. She is not only a friend, a business bestie, a former client of mine, she is all of the things. And today we are talking about a topic that I find really fascinating from someone who is living it and who has solutions for it. So we're talking about being a mom with chronic illness. But before we jump in, I just would love to pass the mic off to Jetta and let you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, Sarah, like, honestly, oh my gosh, if you think about it, Sarah, I think we've, I think we met two years ago already. Has it been that long? I really think it's been two because I've been in, I've been in my practice for almost two years. So I've known you from like the beginning. You're right. Yeah, it's (laughs) been like two years. So such a a long time, such a long time. (laughs) Yeah. Jed and I met in a coaching program when we were both getting our online businesses going. Um, and I immediately clicked with her and I was like, okay, so we would be best friends. Like, <laughs> this is great. And yeah. um, we have just stayed in touch this whole time. And her content has been so inspiring. Watching her launch her online business has been inspiring. But I'm starting to now introduce you. So I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Yeah. <laughs> No worries. No worries. Thank you so much for having me on here. I personally love your podcast from like episode one and I'm just so excited. I just love everything you do. So it's been just an honor to be here. Yes. Hi, I'm Jetta, pronounced like the car, uh, but spelled G-E-T-A. And yes, I'm a gut health practitioner and a certified nutritionist, uh, healing and reversing your chronic illness and putting your autoimmune in remission 100% through uh, nutrition. That is amazing. And I know personally, people who work with Jetta have their lives completely changed because like I said, she not only knows her stuff, which obviously from that introduction, you should be aware that she knows her stuff, but she also lives this. So Jetta, you have a chronic correct? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So Um, can you talk a little bit about that and what that's like for you and what caused it the whole nine yards? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I do want to say kind of just hold on to your seats, ladies and gents listening to this, because this gets pretty wild. (laughs) Um, yeah, so my chronic illness is liver dysfunction. Liver dysfunction is where your liver functions at 50% or lower. The issue with that is everything that we intake, not just food, but even our emotions, even the weather, the pressure of, you know, like if like one day it's really warm and the pressure is higher and one day it's colder and the pressure is lower, that's actually going to affect our liver function. Um, If we're in a conversation and we're having maybe like this trauma response, that's going to affect our liver, right? And it goes, 50% is actually pretty high, uh, especially like when I got diagnosed uh, or when I had my first like oh, yes, this could be possibly what's going on, which actually was between the ages of 17 and 18. Um, that was at that time 50%. So um, so that's actually pretty high. Um, and that is liver dysfunction. It really, it really is painful. Um, so if you are listening to this and you're like, what does this feel like? Because I feel like everything I do affects my entire body. Um, the symptoms are very similar to any really, truly, honestly, to any chronic illness or very strong autoimmune diseases like rheumatoid arthritis, uh, type 2 diabetes, it's actually going to assimilate. Here's why. Your liver is connected to your entire body, right? Just like your heart, just like your brain, things like that. The, I guess, pros and cons of having liver dysfunction is that we are really sensitive to 
like I just said, to anything that really happens to us, right? So especially being a mom, this is going to affect us. Like when when our children are crying, this can actually lead to a flare-up. Why? Because that's an intake and that's actually going to affect your liver enzymes. It's going to affect your hepatic function. It's going to affect the way your liver truly digests its fats right and all the other nutrients and so at that point that liver is really confused and instead of you or either really eliminates it so 50 percent of what we do eat say all those things part of our environment 50 percent of it literally gets flushed out and the other 50 percent gets held so imagine like if you eat a whole watermelon only 50 percent of it is actually going to stay in your system right so out of, out of all the nutrients which is actually very close to nothing right so this leads to um prioritizing nutrition it prioritizes your mental health it prioritizes really a lot of things that when waking up you're like am i going to have a flare-up or not am i am i going to be in pain am i going to what's going on right and with liver dysfunction um very like very similar to all the chronic illnesses the symptoms are uh, weight gain in like 24 hours. It can be like eight to 10 pound weight gain. It can be eight to 10 pound weight loss. Um, it can be um, cystic acne. Like I have cystic acne, but it's nowhere where it was, guys. Like cystic acne, like hurts. It's not like the, it's not like the normal acne, like on the face, right? It's like they're tough and they're, you know, it, it, it hurts. There's cystic acne. Okay, if you have it, you know it, right? um so that was a big thing um that now has gone to like it used to be all over my chin and now it's just like on one side and it's going so much better so much more controlled um so that's another symptom and then the ultimate one is eating anything fried dairy or even meat products can actually very much hurt our insides it can be anywhere from a stomach cramp it can be uh, maybe even like um like what i call a liver attack uh so this is going to be in your upper right maybe right right under your rib cage under your your right rib cage and you're going to feel this like stabbing pain and it can last for hours on end with absolutely no with with no like meditation right like no like okay i can take you know for a headache sometimes you can go like okay you know what i'm just gonna take a motor and it'll be fine right this is not like that because your liver doesn't function this way right so you have to really like like just oh man i now i gotta deal with this for an hour two three hours on end right and after this liver attack is done you literally feel like you just ran a marathon for weeks after that so yeah that's liver dysfunction <laughs> okay well it sounds <laughs> all encompassing it sounds intense and i'm curious i mean it sounds kind of random in a lot of ways and so i i wonder what your day-to-day -day actually looks like yeah so it's it is random until until you do the inner work until you do fix your gut health because your gut health is uh, a huge, huge reason of why uh, really anybody um, has liver dysfunction, gallbladder uh, issues, kidney issues, um, thyroid, adrenal, all that. You know, when you think of like chronic illness, I think about main organ dysfunction. That's what I think of because essentially that's what a chronic illness is. There's a dysfunction in a, in a major organ right and when we realize that it's not that random that's when we can control the controllables and this is a big thing of what i talk to everyone right um is that there are so many things that we can do in a day but really you are your priority and not everything does it doesn't really happen that random so i'll, I'll tell you guys a story so when I was uh, 14, 15, I was a national raking gymnast at the time. And I had, at 12 years old, I had 12% body fat. 14 years old, I have 14% body fat, which is not ideal. This is a very, very low body fat, right? And I was pure muscle and I had yet to have a period. I actually got my period very late. So my first period was at 16 years of age. And then I bled for an entire year. So then I became anemic, right? And so, but my entire life, I had issues. I was very fatigued. I was uh, no, not enough sleep. It felt like 
it just fatigue was just one of my major things. The second one was that I always felt hungry, no matter what I ate, no matter how I ate, no matter if I ate every two hours, if I ate one every hour, if I ate snacks, if I ate meals, if I ate normal, like, you know, five meals a day and like two snacks, like it just never felt like enough. Right. And when I was six, uh, yeah, going back when I was like 14, 15, um, I was noticing that like all my gymnastics friends, right. They were all like very energetic, very like all this stuff. Right. And it took me a second to realize that I'm not in that like mode, right? Because when we're, when we're like teenagers, we're like, okay, yeah, I'm here. Right. But you don't really know, like, wait, why am I not like that? Right. And that was, I guess, one of the first things that I was like, I'm really not energetic right now. And I should be like nothing insane is going on right like right now i have two toddlers right uh run run an online practice uh we just moved into a brand new home where we're modeling like right like there was nothing like that going on at that time right it was like school gymnastics life is great right and i was just so so fatigued right and when i finally got my diagnosis between 17 and 18 i still was questioning it because i was like this cannot be the only thing because liver dysfunction to me when i first heard it i was like this is not I have to have something else. I have to have, I almost thought for uh, for a second, I was actually like neurodivergent as well. Like maybe I had autism, maybe I had ADHD, maybe I had because my mind was just so, right? And yes, all chronic illnesses do affect our mental health, right? So I was like, okay. And when I went to Wayne State University, I actually decided to study uh, neurological development. I went to do occupational therapy and I did the pre-OT program. And when I studied neurological development, I studied gut development. And um, for, for, for those brand new here, <laughs> um, when, when your gut develops, uh, it actually starts developing in the womb. And my story actually starts there. Um, so I was born malnourished and I was abandoned at eight days old. And from that time, um, knowing knowing what I know now, um, I was very sick when I was born. I was very small and I was very like, not small, like I was also, yes, very petite, but I was very just small, right? For being full term, right? And um, I was kept a secret uh, for two years in a hospital. And then I was taken over to an orphanage. And if anybody knows anything about Eastern European orphanages, because I was born in Romania, that that stuff doesn't go well, right? So now flash forward to I'm in university and I'm studying gut development. I was like, wow, well, that explains a lot, right? And I started putting kind of like the pieces together, like, wow, this isn't so random anymore. Okay, cool. Like maybe my my birth mom had an issue, right? Like maybe maybe there was a nutrition problem from her side, right? Like we don't know that yet, but clearly it affected me. It, it affected the gut development and clearly affected my liver development, right? Which then later affected my mental development, right? So it all pieced together. When I started to have these liver attacks, which I was having for a very, at a very young age, they got stronger and stronger, what felt like year by year, right? So every year, right? Like you're doing brand new things, right? Like think about like, like us, right? Like two years ago, we're not doing what we were doing now, right? And it's just like, okay, keep going, keep going, keep going. But these liver attacks were really what was just the worst thing ever. I did, I, I don't wish it on like, my enemies i'm like no one like it is so bad right and when i got this diagnosis they're like yes it's liver dysfunction okay cool i went to university oh okay it's actually a gut development issue fantastic and when the pandemic hit i was like you know what i want to be able to teach people what i've been doing you know and that was through nutrition i had tried all the supplements i had tried all this stuff right like this was like for years for years right like because we want to heal we want to get better it's not that we don't want to it's like no no no. i really want to try it all right because i know this will work like you you want to feel better right and so after i had found pretty much gut health um i was like okay this is all making sense when i healed my gut it was finally like i i was having maybe one liver attack every two months versus like one liver attack every week, right? Um, and, and all these other, you know, my cystic 
my face. I had acne on my chest. I had acne on my back, right? Uh, my periods were finally actually periods. They weren't like year long, months long, you know, bleeding sessions, right? Like it was, it was not a good time. It was not a good time over here, right? And again, when it, it when I had seen, it was almost like this, um, this domino effect. So why, when I had seen my mental health go down, my gut health went down, then the liver attacks started showing up again, and then my cystic acne showed up again, and then, right? And it, like, kind of went like that. So, again, like, really being mindful and seeing, like, oh, okay, it's not that random. Okay, I really, my body is really sensitive. Let's, let's honor and acknowledge that. I love that. And it's, like you said, all about that mindfulness. Because if it's not random, if you can control some controllables, then we we've got to do it right because you don't yep. get the option to just tap out and not be a mom <laughs> and yeah that yeah. really leads me to like my next question so you know let's say that we're going through a really rough season there's a tough mental health day coming up or season and it leads to some liver issues for you where do you find the strength to like put on your big girl panties and be a mom when you're feeling so bad so I can tell you, Sarah, I had a flare up two weeks ago and I haven't had a flare up. Um, and this was very, uh, very acute flare up. I will admit this was very acute. It wasn't that big. Uh, but I can say that we were very stressed out. I mean, like I said, right, we just moved into this new house. Like there's a lot going on when you move and you're remodeling. Right. And with two toddlers. Right. And um, and that was essentially what caused the flare up. And I immediately knew I had a flare up because my face was like, like I didn't have a jaw, like I didn't have a jawline. Uh, my shoulders felt like they were like, like up to my ears, but like really I was like trying to relax them, but they were just so inflamed. My feet, my, yes, yes, my feet, uh, my hands, um, they were all very, uh, I was, you know, holding a lot of water, right? Like had a lot of water retention there, bloated. Like I woke up so bloated. I was like, holy moly, right? Like, like, oh my gosh, we're back to point one. And I think that was first and foremost when I had woken up and I had seen that. The first thing I knew, I knew it wasn't that my body had failed me. It was that, you know what? There was a lot of stress going on and I just kept on going. And I think that's also that like tipping point is like, you can keep going, but eventually, your your body will talk to you and your body will tell you exactly what to do and it's just all about listening to it so then that day when i did have a flare up i literally told my kids and my kids are 4 and well my son just turned 4 and my daughter is about to turn 2 in march so they're small but i do want to say and i know this is like not really like a parenting podcast or whatever but I think this does have to do when we talk about moms and like who we are as people and what we deal with, we just have to end up talking about parenting and like, and like what we say to our kids. Right. And I literally sat down with my kids. This is like before we had breakfast, because like I said, I just woke up like this and I was like, mom's not feeling that great. Ellie, you're going to go to school and I'm going to take a bath and we're going to take it really slow. And I told both my kids that day and uh, honestly, like honestly, I took Ellie to school. I came back home, and they all either felt that I wasn't feeling okay, or I don't know because I I think that I feel like kids can feel like okay, you know what, mom or dad are really not okay, right? And my daughter, who's very rambunctious, very curious, kept just like petting me and just like like kissing me, and like she wanted to be held, and I would tell her like. I can't hold you right now, but, and I always give that second option. I can't do this, but we can definitely sit here on the couch together and we can cuddle, right? And so those kinds of things is immediately, immediately what I knew I had to do with my kids. As for me, I really, one, I told my clients what was going on and I told them, hey, in the morning, I cannot do a video chat right now. Like, I'm, this is what's going on with me. I was very honest, being open, honest, and keeping that communication with all the people around you, I think would have to be maybe like the, se the second thing that you would do. So like, I guess first thing is tell whoever you live in your home, 
tell them, hey, you know what, this is what's going on today. So today I'm not going to do the whole alphabet. I'm just going to do the ABC and that's it. And really that right there, be okay with just doing ABC. You don't have to hold the whole world all the time. It is totally okay if your body, especially if your body is like, I'm not okay, so let's do, let's not do everything today, right? You got to be okay with that. And again, that takes a lot of mindfulness and that does take a lot of inner work. And then, of course, the second one, communication. Um, so those, those two were the priority. I also dry brushed. So I took a long, hot Epsom salt, mag- pure Epsom magnesium salt bath for 20 minutes in a quite hot bath. So it wasn't like lukewarm, it was pretty hot. I sat there for 20 minutes and I then I like um with a towel, I like dabbed dry. I didn't like, you know, like full on dry. And I kind of just like sat on my on my bed truly, like just on my bed and on my towel, just drying there and then dry brushing my entire body. And I, that was actually a really funny moment too. Now that like we're talking about it, my daughter she came in and she started just dry brushing too. Cause like we we always have like whatever mom has, like the kids have, you know. Like cause I'm just like that type of person, you know. Like I I I do love my kids being next to me like all the time. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, she just like laid there next to me. She put her feet up and she was just like like on her face and like that on is her <laughs> It was actually a really funny time. Like. That's so funny because we were just talking about this and that just that popped in my head. That was so funny. So, yeah, and she was just doing that and we were just kind of hanging out together. And that was that was ultimately just that moment of like taking it slow and like my child will understand Um, in terms of like keeping the house safe. There was like doors locked. Everything is like child child proof, like locked. Right. All those things. And really, honestly, believing and, and trusting my kids that they know, they know what to do and they know what not to do, right? And so that was that. I went to go pick up Ellie and uh, I had not made food because that was not important at that time. And I'm a nutritionist and I'm saying this, that was not important. I was like, you know what? We're going to figure this out. We're going to like boil some whole grain, you know, pasta, put some cheese on it, have some macaroni and cheese and boil some like veggies, some frozen, frozen veggies we got. And we're gonna call it a day, right? And that's what we did. I went to go pick up Ellie. I came home. We just did that that kind of meal, right? Where it was like we're still getting the nutrients. We'll still we're we're still doing good. Uh, but I can't cook like a full like you you know me, Sarah. I love my soups and my stews and my bakes and like stuff like that. And it just wasn't like that that day. And again, I had to be okay with that, right? Um. So yeah, really being okay with just doing. ABC versus the the whole alphabet. Um, in terms of like nutrition, why I was okay that I didn't prioritize nutrition was because a I had I had made already other meals that I had like prior to, and this is the whole thing about building habits versus relying on supplements and relying on exterior factors, right? So the habits were built of I already had broth. So the the um, the pasta was cooked in broth, right? Like things of that nature where it was like, okay, you know what? Mom doesn't feel good, but we have these habits already built. Let's just put in some three ingredients together and we call it a day. I love that because so much of what you just said resonated me in the sense that our kids are so much more capable and empathetic than we realize. Um, yeah. I know our, our toddlers are very similar. Our two-year-olds are very yes. similar. Um, yes. and very high energy, sometimes pretty high needs. And that can be, I mean, it's draining on me and I don't even have a chronic illness, <laughs> but I, I do know <laughs> through the first trimester of this pregnancy, um, having twin nausea uh, knocked me out. And yes, I remember sitting on my floor one day crying my eyes out because I cannot do the things and I feel like I'm failing my toddler and he comes up to me and he gives me a hug and wipes the tears off my face. And then I'm bawling because I'm just so blessed by this tiny human. And yes, (laughs) 
I love that strength comes through being honest. Like if there's one thing that I really pulled from that, it's that you're honest with yourself about what your boundaries are and what your limitations are. And you're honest with the people around you. And strength doesn't have to be necessarily like just gritting your teeth and doing things that you know are going to make you physically unwell at the expense of your long-term health and your mental health. And so that is, it's incredible. Sarah, I've, I've grinded my teeth, you know, for, for too long that it was when I decided, I I really, I really did decide. I was like, you know what, this one I'm going to do in life. I'm going to be a mom and I'm going to be a really hands-on mom and it's going to be fantastic. And I'm going to live like the second childhood, right? Like I was like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. And uh, when I had realized that I had so much like illness and like physical pain and physical inflammation, that was actually a something that clicked in my head. Like if I can never have kids, that would be kind of wild because that was something that like I've always wanted to be is a mom, right? If I never found love, if it was like, you know what? I'm just gonna like be a single mom and like call it a day, right? Like that was okay to me. But I did find love, luckily, the stars aligned, you know, the big man upstairs, you know, watches me and really like blessed me with with a soulmate. And now we have these two kids together. And it was at that time when I had it, it was all kind of in the same transition. When I had met my husband, I was like, this man has to know everything he has to know, because how weird would it be if like one day he just like comes home and I'm like on the ground in pain and I've been there for hours. He's calling me like. Like imagine that, right? And that that would not be ideal. That would not not be ideal for anyone. So that communication and being honest with with him actually started, or sorry, being honest with myself started because I was like, I got to be honest with this man. Like, how bad would I feel if this guy literally shows up and he has no idea what's going on? Like, I'd feel worse. And that's the people pleasing in me, right? Because that's the thing too. Like, oh my god, I don't want him to to be hurt because I'm hurt, right? But then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna hurt him more if I don't tell him exactly how I am even weeks after I have a liver attack. And I told him and like, he was just still one of my biggest supporters. And now we haven't had, you know, a full blown liver attack. So I had a flare up to like two weeks ago. I haven't had a full blown liver attack, like pain and like agony on the ground um, in over seven years. That is amazing. Lucky number seven. That's great. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, the people who love you, the people who really matter are going to understand. And, and that's amazing that you have a man in your life who understands and loves you and wants to be there for you. Like we stand men who can pull their weight and like lift you up with them. Um, but you did mention a second ago and I kind of want to return back to it because you said, you know, maybe don't do the whole alphabet, just focus on ABC today. And so I wonder for like the moms listening to this, when we're super low energy or suffering with chronic illness, you know, what is ABC for you? If we're not going to be able to do the full alphabet, what do you prioritize as your bare minimum on your chronic illness days? So rest movement at the same time we're resting we're also keeping movement but not like intense workouts which i'll get to and c would have to honestly be um communicating in some shape or form what is going on um i'm a huge fan of journaling because indeed still till this day like and i have been journaling since honestly i can remember like since i was like eight nine years old i've been journaling because i just i'm so fond of writing but um, I still find it so hard to communicate. So as much as like, honestly, there is, it's still hard to communicate these things. So rest because we have to rest. If the body is asking to rest, rest it. But when I say movement and like even rest too, if I could be a little bit more um, like to go a little bit deeper in what rest is for me, it's read a book, take a hot bath, play with my kids. Believe it or not, that's rest for me. That's like really putting my mind at ease. So was I playing with my kids like, like, um, you know, you know, like all the kids love, like if you play horsey with them or tag or like uh, two nights ago, we were playing pirates and in, in ships or something like that. I don't know. My 
my son was making up games. I don't know. And we like dressed <laughs> up and like he had like he literally had his underwear like on one like <laughs> that is so he cute. He had on his head and it was like one eye just like over. I was like, okay, cool. This is what we're doing. And I put it on like 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 pants and like on my head and I was like, okay, am I a ship now? Like what's going on? Right? Like and we're just like playing. But it's not that kind of play. It's like let's color. Let's read. Let's let's do things that are like really relaxing. So that also translates into like I'm not failing as a parent and I'm also making them see that these things are equally important. Imagination play? Yes, very important. Uh dance parties in the living room? Yeah, totally amazing, but mom's not there. So let's read. Let's color. Let's paint. Um let's put holes in like um in the um, they love to do this i don't know why my kids my kids love to do this uh in a uh paper roll right when the paper roll is done right uh they love to put holes in them with like a pencil they just sit there and like like whatever man money on like kid toys and then they just find (laughs) toilet paper roll and they're like oh i'll play with this yes 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 uh which uh, fun fun enough uh real life update we still have that actual piece of uh like what what is it called what is it called i, I just call it like the toilet paper roll i don't know but like the like, inside the cardboard yeah the inside yeah the cardboard of it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i have no That's idea actually what... i call it trash usually but my kids call it their favorite toy <laughs> yeah <laughs> diamond it's a diamond for them yeah uh we actually used it two nights ago and that was his um what do you call it? the like the pirate the pe- not stethoscope oh. he's not a doctor a <laughs> telescope or yeah his like telescope mm-hmm. yeah 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 that's what he used yeah with a bunch of holes in it i was like cool buddy uh <laughs> but um so yeah and then when i say movement a lot of stretching um a lot of stretching is going to help blood flow which is a huge problem for liver dysfunction and chronic illness in general um so stretching and I'm and it doesn't necessarily have to be yoga it can literally just be like like the side lunges you know holding it for 5 seconds go on the other side it can be arm circles it can be you know forward backward it can be um it can be some head rolls you know like really um really putting that body into very slow stretching motion and for me personally stretching also helps with like it being in the moment and like kind of stopping yourself and being like okay feel my breath feel my heart okay i'm here and i'm still alive right and i feel like that too like i'm still alive is like a really big thing for me because it, when i first came to america that after my my pediatrician at the time knew there was something wrong with me did not know what but was like your child is not okay she's sick eliminate all sorts of foods and by the time she's 30 she'll be on dialysis my mom was like no that's not happening right and so like we're nowhere near that and we're also thriving right so like being alive and like really being here is also i have that perspective is like yeah okay we're here and just doing that so stretching that's what i mean by movement um um that that is movement period i mean like stretching nothing really else uh yeah. maybe taking a walk if you're feeling up for it if you feel like being outside um again i can tell you with liver dysfunction being outside sometimes is actually hurtful like it's like oh and i love nature that's what like that's like one of my weaknesses like i want to live by the mountains and hike every single day like right but i know that's not my body's not going to be able to handle that really well right so i have to know other things right so we did a b c so c communicating um and communicating really honestly you are you are not a burden on anyone you are not any of the negative things that we have made the connection in our minds that if we ask for help if we ask for um you know uh, some understanding because at the end of the day that's what communication is like hey i'm i'm not there yet so you know what i can't make this whole astounding meal <laughs> like right or i can't um just being a mom play like really being high energy all the time and um 
mom, you know, I want to go to the park right now. Like, I'm sorry, man. Like, I, I really can't right now. But what we can do again, like always give them like what we can do, you know? Um, yeah. Does that make sense? That, that makes total <laughs> sense. And I think that those are really healthy priorities. It's like rest, restore, communicate, you know, like these are yes. the things that are going to eventually get you back on your feet and then help your family also be in a healthy environment with you, you know, going through that. Um, and I think that's amazing that you can give that example for your kids too, because so much of what's pushed on our children is like hustle culture. Even from the time that they're like tiny, tiny kids, there's so much pressure put on them that just seeing their mom value rest and give them some sort of control in the process, like you said, you know, provide that alternative can be really empowering for them. And that's a valuable life lesson because we don't know what is in store for them later on yes. in life. But if we teach yes. them these tools of like how to healthily deal with stress and with illness, God forbid, our littles have that issue, you know, that's, that's huge. Um, I wonder more on the mental side of things. How do you deal with negative emotions, especially if you feel like it's overwhelming and your kids are witnessing kind of that overwhelm and that negativity? And so really, really transparent, really honest. So if it gets to be too much, and when I say too much, like if there is if there is a lot of a lot going on just in life, we don't have to necessarily talk about a flare up or anything, but just in general, really keeping that nervous system regulated, uh, which obviously if it's not, then that can cause a flare up, right? So just speaking from that aspect, um, I there's there's a couple things that I personally do. So number one, um, I will communicate again, I'll communicate with my kids and be like, mom is really sad. And I'll straight up like, like go into the bathroom or or our room, and I'll just like have myself a good cry. And again, very similar, very similar to to like your child. They see mom crying, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, wait, okay, let me wipe off that tear. Let me let me like comfort you." And yeah, which then leads to like this bigger ball session because now you're like, oh my god, exa exactly like how you said, exactly. Um, so that's honestly like one of the first things that I do because this is also a trauma response, right? Is when we're feeling overwhelmed, we need to just keep going rather than just feel that emotion, like sit with that emotion, right? If overwhelm is what we're feeling, if almost over stimulation is what we're feeling, um, if even like like being too hyper. And like, that's, I think that's a thing too, is like, we're like running on cortisol and we're like, yes, let's do 5,000 things for our children. Right. And it's like, whoa. And at one point that cortisol will peak and it will drop like crazy. And then that's when we have like missed periods. That's when we have a nervous breakdown, right? Like things of that nature. So, um, yeah, crying it out, really sitting with that emotion and crying it out, letting it out, you know, things like that. So that's number one. Number two, again, journal, 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 journal. Uh, and journaling doesn't, I actually had this conversation earlier today. Journaling does not have to be like, let's do a journal prompt and let's list like these things. And, you know, like it doesn't have to be like that. It can literally be like today. I feel like X, Y, Z. Tomorrow, I'm not going to feel X, Y, Z. Right. It can literally be as simple as that. If you have something on your mind that maybe you saw your child do and, you know, you're not going to see your husband or or your loved one for a while, maybe they're gone. Maybe, you know, everybody has their own situations right down in that journal. You know what? You know, Ellie did this today and it really made me think of this period. You know, it doesn't have to be doesn't have to be all formal. And I think that's that's also the other side of this right um and when we do that when when that person does come back or you know maybe the next morning right because you guys don't see each other in the evening maybe in the morning you know you can like rip out that page and just like have your husband read it or whatever right and then you guys can talk it out on the phone or whatever but like really keep each other in the loop and really like man you know what today i had a nervous breakdown because my son cried 
five times and it's like, oh my God, that's a lot for me, right? Write that down and get it out there. Get out those emotions. Don't hold it in. Um, and I think actually your last podcast that you had out uh, about finding that mom circle, I think that would fall into place too, is like finding that group of moms that really get you, that really get like what you're going through or, you know, what, maybe what your kid is going through, you know, maybe you need help in that, in that aspect, right? Cause that can, again, cause a flare up. They can cause that nervous system regulation and can cause all sorts of stuff. Um, so yeah, that's per- personally, those are my routes. Like, yeah, cry it out. Seriously, cry it out in the car and in, in the bathroom and the tub, cry it out, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, find yourself a, a good mom circle and, and journal again in journal. Yeah. I feel like all of those are such practical tips. I also feel like you're talking to me when you're talking about this journal, it doesn't have to be like this super aesthetic, beautiful, long entry because as much as I love journaling, my type A gets so antsy about not finishing a full page or like, I even can get so neurotic where if I like have a typo or like write something wrong, I, I want to write a new page and just rip it out because I, I hate the way it looks. And I'm yes, like, this is that is me. the purpose of journaling. Like, <laughs> yes, yes, it is. It is that, that is me. That is me till this day. Like, again, like we're not perfect here, right? Like we're still on a journey. And that's, I think the beautiful thing is that we're all on a journey. It's not really a destination. Not like, okay, now I'm here, you know, like, you know, now I'm on top Mount Everest. That's it from now, you know, like, no, this is a continuous journey. And like, from time to time, I'll literally like scratch out if like, I'm like, did a T wrong, I'll be like, scratch it out and like, rip it up. And I'm like, no, gotta know, like, it is okay. Take a deep breath. It's okay. All right, go back. Then we're to journaling thought, about you know? our perfectionism. Like, <laughs> yeah, now <right>? we're. <laughs> and then I just ripped out this page. <laughs> right. This is my second yeah. time writing this journal. Um, <laughs> yes, totally get that. But those are such healthy tips. Like sooner or later, and I love how you brought up cortisol in this because sooner or later, the stress will get to you. Like you cannot yeah. avoid these emotions. They're going to come for us if we don't deal with them. So love those tips. And I guess. My last real question for you would be for moms who are on the journey, because we're all on the journey, but specifically on this chronic illness journey, what other practical tips would you really like to share with them in terms of getting them a little bit closer to the destination? Yeah, yeah. Um, So first and foremost, this is like my go-to, is make sure you are having a high-carb, high-fat breakfast before coffee is my biggest 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 thing like even with my one-on-one clients even with my lab clients even if i'm just talking in the dms if i'm talking my stories if i'm not like i will say this over and over and over again this is so important for glucose levels for cortisol mental health gut health so so important that'd be number one number two lining there like coffee is not a breakfast yeah yeah (laughs) no 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 on a plate and it looks weird, or you couldn't eat it with a fork, it's not breakfast. Yes, 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 yes. And again, I say high fat, high carb, because again, like you could be having, you know, a, a cereal, you know, a bowl of cereal and call it a day. A bowl of cereal may be okay as a snack, yes, but really get that that toast, that butter, you know, put on some arugula on top, you know, that's one of my go-tos right now, you know, some peanut butter with some banana, you know, things of that nature. You're going to feel full for a longer time and you're literally going to have the rest of the day where you can, now you can kind of hold your own when, in terms of hunger and fullness cues. Yeah. Mama, pay attention. She just gave you permission to eat carbs (laughs) with butter on it. So yeah. You're going to want to yeah. write this down if you haven't already. So that's our first practical tip. Then what yeah. else can they be doing? Like those small steps. And daily movement. Again, very similar to like when when I was having, when I had the flare up two weeks ago, this is very similar. So movement to me is like daily walking, uh, daily like hardcore playing with, with your kids, you know, th- things of that nature where it's about 
10 to 30 minutes of continuous movement. So um, that's why I consider yoga a movement, Pilates a movement, a walk outside a movement, playing with your kids a movement, uh, moving boxes when you're moving houses, that's a movement, right? Like things of that nature daily. So Sunday through Sunday, if you will, daily, 10 to 30 minutes. Reason why, blood flow. Again, I'm talking about level of cortisol and glucose. Again, we're going to balance those out. And also get those ball movements going. A lot of post postnatal moms have that constipation issue. Look into that daily slow movement. Well, first have your breakfast, please, and thank you. And then have that daily movement and see how your bowels actually move. Because I want you guys to know, too, it only takes 24 hours for your gut microbe to change and three days for us to physically see it. So if you think about it like this, if like today you start doing your daily movement by day three, so like today is Sunday, by Tuesday evening, Wednesday morning, you're going to feel way better by just starting today, you know? So it's like Crazy. really, really fast. Yeah. Yeah. Really fast. This is why, number one, why I love gut health too. It's like so good. And you can see it like, cause gut health is like the root of like 99% of chronic illnesses, you know? So yeah. Um, so those are honestly my top two is like daily movement and, and eat the breakfast before the coffee. I love that. Like mamas go have your breakfast and then go for a hot mom walk. This is our recommendation officially from <laughs> Jetta. Eat the toast, yeah. eat the butter. And yeah, like just include all movement as good movement. Um, I think that that's really important. I love what you said about, you know, all the things that you include as movement because there's no wrong way to move unless it's a way that doesn't feel good. Um, yes. This is okay. If I can add this real quick, this is so important. And actually something that I see with my clients is that like, okay, how simply walking every day for 20 minutes outside, how's that going to help me? And I'm like, well, that's, it's not all about like the physical act. Okay. Which yes, it is actually going to help you. Like walking in general is just such a, such an understated, like physical activity. It's my the gosh, yes. best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing ever like god created us with two feet and we can walk and it's like oh my god this is the best thing ever right um but it does amazing things when we do it consistently so there's actually research um on men and women that were walking for uh, for 20 to 30 minutes every single day and it was like on 4,000, it was like over 4,000 participants. And what they found is that even, even if they ate like fast foods, even if they ate out, even if whatever, their blood work, like when we're talking about A1C, we're talking about EGFR, which is kidney function, uh, liver enzymes, uh, thyroid labs, adrenal labs, like all that stuff actually was 90% better then versus like after day one and like i said they did this for like quite some time and it was just better just just from walking every single day and it was like psh, imagine if you add in the inner work the nutrition it's like whoa this is amazing the little things truly do add up like they yes. really really do um and i love that your practical tips are literally so easy like everybody who's listening to this podcast can do this and so if yes. you want to feel better in three days, because you will not see this in almost any other area of health, I will say that you definitely won't see it after three days of going to the gym. You don't see the results. You don't feel the results that quickly. You just feel sore. And so yeah. Yeah, if you're true. dealing with this, there's no reason to not get after it. Like it is simple and it is life changing in a very short period of time. But yeah. I know that some people have really complex issues that are going to take more than three days to resolve. Yeah. And that's why you exist. That's why you help your clients in amazing ways. So where can people find you? Where can they plug in and get in touch with Jetta? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Um, so first and foremost, um, it honestly depends on your style of learning. And I'm a big fan of learning versus like, I have a program and like, da, da, da. like, 
let's learn first because there's so many things that that we should know first before we get into like the real knee deep stuff so uh the facebook group i do a lot of free trainings and live trainings i actually just did a training on the four main minerals uh, that we need for optimal wellness um and that's on my facebook group so if you just look up jada's got health it, it'll pop right up and then um i also have instagram with which is jada's digest and then um i also have a linkedin which is just my name jetta barbu and i'll pop right right up um it'll say like underneath like gut health practitioner certified nutritionist so uh the linkedin is fairly new but there will be kind of like a kind of more concentration there um and i also have um if you do not have social media or you don't or you're just not a fan of social media um i do have monthly what I call health circle chats. And it's once a month and we really chat about like hot takes, like while Bill Gates owns like 20,000, you know, acres of farms, you know, things like that. Last, or actually this, this past Thursday, we just talked about a book, one of my top recommended chronic illness books, uh, which is uh, The Imaginary Kingdom Reimagining Chronic Illness. 100 out of 10 recommend for anybody listening uh go check it out we were talking about that book so i highly recommend if you want to get to know a little bit how um how i work and like why i do what i do how i do what i do uh the health circle chat is for you if you're looking for free trainings and community facebook is it and if you're looking for more content and more um just of like okay quick tips uh instagram is for you and if you want all of them add add, add them at all <laughs> i will plug here and say that i follow jetta in all of these places <laughs> except linkedin because i'm literally a grandma and don't know how linkedin works <laughs> but i am part of her facebook group i do the monthly chats with her i follow her on instagram there is so much helpful information on her various <laughs> social media pages and um it's it's too good to miss out on so i will put well, links thank to all of this you stuff in thank the show you. notes as it. well of course i i love what you do and i have seen how it has changed the lives of your clients and that's amazing so um mamas i'll have all of that in the show notes for you guys and i don't know if there's anything else that you want to add before we close off this was amazing this was amazing and again another shout out to this podcast like this is one of my favorite like pre and post natal podcasts ever out there and you're just like the real deal again um if you guys missed it yep i was her client and i still am seeing results from working with her she's amazing and she knows her stuff guys she knows herself inside and out you are so selfless. I did not mean, do you want to add anything to like build me up, encourage me? Jetta is the- I know, but like, you're literally so amazing though. Like you really are so amazing. Like I just, there's so many people out there doing what both you and I do. And it just really is so amazing when you get to meet people online and it's like, wow, like they are the real deal and you're still having success even after you work with them. Sustainable results. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. That's what we're all about. <laughs> we love to see it. And I am so glad that two years ago, we happened to find each other and um, yeah. and now are able to share information in our specialties with all of these mamas. So I uh, yeah. am, again, very grateful that you carved time out of your day <laughs> for this podcast. Thank you for having me. And Thank I you. hope you can go hug your babies now and have a good rest of your weekend mamas until the next podcast enjoy your coffee reheat it if you need to and have an extra cup for me